I was watching. <clears throat> uh, Bill Nye has a Netflix show. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I was watching the. They released newer episodes because I watched all the old ones. Pretty decent for what they are. Um, <clears throat> they were doing one on time travel, and every episode he has, he talks to like, <clears throat> like two or three people that are relevant in the field of the topic that he's talking about. So he had uh, two, two writers. And a, and a physicist, like a guy that worked on Star Trek, a guy that worked on Lost, and a physicist. Did they have a doctor on there by the name Dr. Doc Brown? No, they did not. They probably should have gotten that one. <coughs> he was probably busy. Anyways, so he, he was like asking him questions, and one of the questions he asked was like, he's like, what's, what's like, in your opinion, what's the worst time travel story? And immediately... Two out of the three of them went Pokemon Forever. And I was like, <laughs> that's awesome. That, I respect that. I mean, they're right, but I respect that. No, the worst time travel story is My Immortal. I've just finished doing a dramatic reading of My Immortal to a couple friends, and I read a couple chapters to Nick. And if you haven't read My Immortal, do yourself a favor and YouTube search someone reading it to you because it's barely comprehensible. Yeah. It's fucking bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, give me a migraine just reading it. But, um, yeah, and uh, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh, I, I'm watching a TV show again. That's good. I am almost done with the second season of Channel Zero, which is oh, yeah. significantly better than the first season of Channel Zero. Uh, Channel Zero is the show I watch that's based on creepypastas yeah, yeah. that sci-fi does. Uh, this one is based on the creepypasta No End House. Uh, and by based, I mean based. Like, the Candle Cove one was based on it. This one is also just, like, kind of follows the same themes of going through this house. And it is one of the best seasons of a TV show I've seen in years. It's fucking incredible. Nice. I don't know why it's as good. It doesn't deserve to be as good as it is. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. Yeah. It deals with, like, parallel realities. There's, like, weird zombies but like they can talk so like they're going through a head like a corn maze at one point and they just hear these cannibal i don't even want to call them zombies because they're not undead these cannibal pseudo people like yelling out for their loved ones but if they were caught they'd get eaten by those cannibal pseudo people it's so cool like creepy they'll be walking through and they'll just like find this woman who's like are you there are you there? Are you there? Just like over and over again, same inflection, everything. And then they're like, holy shit, we got to run the other way. I'm like, man, more zombie things need to have it so that they can talk. Yeah. Like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, and it was only a portion of the creepy aspect of everything. I'm digging it. It's pretty rad. But I have two episodes left, and I can't watch it until I'm with Casey next. Well, damn. So, Yep. But instead of talking about bad creepypastas and pseudo-bad sci-fi TV shows, we're going to talk about video games. Hi, we're Navi Tales. Hi. I'm Josh. I am Nick. And we are a video game lore podcast. Today, we're going to tackle something that might piss people off, because the Elder Scrolls community is vast. And let me tell you, the Elder Scrolls lore is volumes of books. Like, it is fucking huge, and it's awesome. So, beforehand, we like lore, but we are 
not as into Elder Scrolls lore as Elder Scrolls people are. Yes. We both enjoy it and think it's pretty fucking cool, but like we aren't, we didn't dive into this. We dipped a foot in the water. Yeah. So today we are going to be talking about Daedric Princes. Yeah. Which I thought if we're going to talk about Elder Scrolls lore, something as interesting and I suppose closed off as the princes themselves was a good place to to kind of talk about it. So in, uh, if you're not familiar with the Elder Scrolls, they've done five games now in an MMO. Uh, they're probably most famous at this point for doing Skyrim, but uh, a lot of people were probably introduced to it around Morrowind and Oblivion. Um, and and it's, it's pretty cool. It's a very vast world. Uh, and with Skyrim, it's been out for five years. It's still being released. Nick's playing it for the first time. Yep. And I uh, am playing it again, and I'm finding things that I'd never found before still. Like, I'm a big fan of the game Skyrim, and I think it's pretty cool, but my favorite part has always been the Daedra because of how interesting and ambiguous they are. Some of them. Some of them are fucking boring. <laughs> but um, the first thing we have to do is establish exactly what a Daedra is. Uh, Daedra are a group of spirits that inhabit the realm Oblivion. Daedra are viewed by some as gods, some as demons. Uh, the most powerful of the Daedra are the Daedric Princes, or Daedra Lords. And they have their own planes of Oblivion, which they create and have full control of. Daedra have no connection to Nern. Nern is the Earth, basically, in Elder Scrolls. Uh, Daedra also call it Mundus. So Nern and Mundus are the same thing. Or Nern is the plane, Mundus is what they call it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Nern and Mundus They're are, basically the same. for intents and purposes, the same thing. Um, so Daedra can never be permanently killed, only banished from the mortal realm, to which they are sent back to oblivion, and then they can recreate their body over a period of time. It's an unspecified period of time. It's implied it's long. <laughs> But uh, it's also implied that it's longer for lesser, lesser Daedra than it is for uh, higher Daedra. Like, uh, you've played Skyrim now. Has anyone ever summoned a uh, Atronach around you? Yes. Daedra. They've, they're summoning a Daedra, putting it in that form. When you kill it, sent back to Oblivion. So, I have my Conjuration up almost all the way. So I am now summoning... Like, uh, Daedric or, uh, Atronach permanently. So I just have an Atronach follower. And whenever it dies, I'm like, boom, boom. <laughs> more of them. <laughs> He's more. Yeah. I also frequently summon, summon a Dramora Lord, but you can't summon those permanently. So it's just cool. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying to do, get my conjuration up because uh, it's just fun to have like somebody help. It's fun to walk into a room and go, I'm going to make that body come alive. <laughs> yeah. So mortals have frequently summoned Daedric Princess, um, be it for worship or studying or making a deal. Um, <clears throat> usually this involves a bargain. The actual interacting with the princess can cause physical changes, such as black dots and the white of uh, your eyes or changing of your eye color completely. Uh, each prince holds some sort of patronage. Um, over a physical, philosophical, or metaphysical concept. 
This draws certain people to certain princes, uh, depending on what they're looking for. Um, for the patrons, hold, they hold over. Um, some of them are uncaring of their followers. Uh, some of them actively, actively cause them harm because they find it fun. And some reward and protect their followers. Yeah, so in total, there are 17 Daedric princes. Uh, the first one we're, we're going to talk about is Azura, whose sphere or... She is the Daedra of Dusk and Dawn. Daedric princes don't have a fixed gender, which I think is an important thing to say now. Um, probably the biggest one you'll see is Boethia, who in Oblivion is portrayed as a man, and in Skyrim is portrayed as a woman. The Daedra can appear as whatever they want to appear as. They are, for intents and purposes, gods. They can do whatever they want. They can become whatever they want. They choose these things because they also have personalities. And not all of them can choose it uh, because some of them are more powerful than others. But Azura usually appears as a female. She's known as the Mother of the Rose and the Queen of the Night Sky. Each prince has an artifact that is tied to him, one or two or three or four or five. Um, but they each have artifacts that they can bestow to mortals kind of gifts from the gods. Yes. And I, I need to specify up front, I know Daedra aren't gods. Um, there are actual deities in the Elder Scrolls, but Daedra are more directly influencing on humans' lives and kind of represent the concept of uh, ancient gods in real life, where they would interact with the people. As opposed to the gods that are actually in Skyrim, the Aedra and beyond, which are in the Divines, they are outside of the realm of being able to directly influence people. So I understand that Daedra aren't that. I don't know if you do, but I am going to call them gods because their powers are godlike compared to other beings. Yeah. I mean, and they're sometimes looked up as. God, they are worshipped, but yeah. they're, these gods that are worshipped are much more likely to directly influence people. Um, so Azura's Daedric artifact is Azura's Star, which is a soul gem that can be reused multiple times. Her plane of oblivion is called Moonshadow, a realm that is said to be too beautiful to comprehend. People who go there are driven mad by the beauty. It smells of perfume and... Looks like an idealized meadow with silver or a darkened dusk and dawn meadow uh, with cities of silver. And it's supposed to be absolutely beautiful. It drives people mad. Uh, she's also credited with the creation of the Dunmer or the Dark Elves and the Khajiit credit her with their creation. Uh, Boethia is the Prince of Plots. Uh, her sphere is Deceit, Conspiracy. Secret plots of murder, assassination, treason, and the unlawful overthrow of authority. She is great. <laughs> Boethia is fucking cool. <laughs> um, she often appears as female, but has been known to appear as male as well. Uh, she is usually depicted wearing a great cape. Uh, she's also known as the anticipation of Almalexia. Almalexia. <laughs> yeah, we are going to pronounce some things wrong because they're not fucking words. Yes. They're made up words. Welcome to fantasy. Welcome, welcome to high fantasy, kids. So, um, 
and and I don't describe what some of these names are because uh, we'd be here all day going down. I spent literal hours researching this before we even re- like wrote it down. Like I I was spending a lot of time researching it. Like normally Nick and I kind of decide earlier in the week what we're gonna do. A little little peek behind the curtains. I had decided this last week that we were gonna do this. Yeah. Because I knew there would be some research go- involved. Um, I'm not gonna go down each and every rabbit hole we pass. So I have no idea what the anticipation of Elmlexia is. But um if you know, you can tell us in two sentences. That's your homework. You have two sentences to tell us what these things are that we don't ta- tackle are. And if they're interesting enough, I will talk about them. Yes. More. But I wasn't going to do it today. <laughs> yeah, we've got enough to talk about. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, the name of her plane uh, of Oblivion is called Attribution Share. And it's a giant battleground for the Tournament of the Ten Bloods. Which uh, is the tournament between the races, which she holds in her realm, mostly against people as well. As one does. <laughs> she is the creator of the race that would become the Dunmar, the uh, Chimer. That's how I would pronounce that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boethia has several, uh, several artifacts. The uh, Ebony Mail a set of black armor that has various magical effects, Goldbrand, a katana that sets its enemies on fire, and Fearstruck, a shield with mysterious effects. Yeah, so, um, the, she created the, the Chimer, which then, um, Azura would change into the Dunmer. Uh, out of all the races in Skyrim, the Dunmer are probably the most direct with their worshipping of Daedra. Um, maybe the orcs, the Orsmer, because they have a patron Daedra. But uh, they, they definitely are the most direct with their worship. Per race. There's certain groups of people who are much more direct, like the vampires worship. The next one we're going to talk about, Clavicus Vile, um, whose sphere is trickery and wishes. He is your classic Faustian deal character. He's often seen with his companion Barabbas, who often takes the form of a dog. It's believed Barabbas is actually a portion of his own power given life. He's often depicted as a boy or young man with horns and is often jovial and wanting fun. Uh, Which isn't good for someone who wants to make Faustian deals, because... He wants to have fun with it. Yes. Uh, his artifacts are the Umbra Sword, which an entire book has been written on. I... To, to talk about it quickly, the Umbra Sword has a soul imprisoned in it. Or at least had. The being came out and stole a portion of Clavicus Vile's realm. And, uh... Yeah. The, there's a whole book written about it. Literally a book. And, um... <laughs> He got his own book. I I think that at some point I'd like to talk about the Umbra Sword and Umbra him itself, but uh, that's not today because it, it is interesting. Yeah, this weird war that goes on in Clavicus Vile's realm. Um, a, he the uh, another artifact that he has is uh, the Fey Falcon, which is an enchanted writing quill, uh, which someone wished for, and because Faustian Deal found out that he couldn't stop writing. <laughs> 
because the quill would keep moving, keep moving, and keep moving. And then the mask of Clavicus Vile, which is just a mask that he gifts people. Uh, his realm isn't named, but is an ideal countryside, which also looks like it's melted in some places. It's said to smell like perfume and rotting flesh mis- mixed together. Uh, he also wasn't the creator of vampires, but gave vampires the ability to walk in the day, which is what vampires in the Elder Scrolls game can go outside. Um, so Clavicus Vile is worshipped by vampires a lot. Um, as opposed to the Daedra that actually created the vampires. So. So next we have uh, Hermias Mora. Oh, Hermias Mora is my favorite one. Um, you'll know why. <laughs> yeah. No, I. This you is actually... know why, but you'll know why, listener. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he's the Prince of Knowledge and Memory. Uh, he also go, goes by the name The Woodland Man. Uh, he usually uh, appears as a round mass of tentacles with a billion eyes and four lobster claws. Um, so he's like one of the ones that usually doesn't choose some kind of humanoid form. No, Hermaeus Mora is just Hermaeus Mora. Um, his realm is called Apocrypha, and um, it's basically a massive library amongst green poisonous uh, seas, just towers of books, just books everywhere. I love, I love Apocrypha. Um, his artifacts, uh, his artifact is the Ogma, Ogma Infinium, Ogma Infinium, which is a book that was written by a man named Zarsus, uh, under the influence of Mora, and it contains the knowledge of the ages. Uh, what Um, I didn't talk about is, uh, Hermaeus Mora was also directly responsible for the Black Books. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, if you've played, uh, Skyrim's DLC Dragonborn... You deal a lot with Mora and Apocrypha itself. He's super Lovecraftian based. Super. Uh, all the tentacles. All the tentacles. And it's not just the tentacles, like the influencing someone named Zarses, which is kind of a Middle Eastern name. Uh, it sounds racist. I'm tra- trying to be. It's supposed to sound like that because uh, there's um, the Mad Arab was the creator of the Necronomicon. And the Agma Infinium is a direct reference to the Necronomicon. Because if you get the Agma Infinium in Skyrim, it's bound with flesh. It's bound with the flesh of all the races of Myrrh. So, um, yeah, he's fucking great. Yeah, he's pretty dope. And, like, he's... Daedra are weird um, when it comes to their kind of morality. Mora has no problem killing people. But he's not killing people because he wants to kill people. He's killing people for knowledge. So when you play the the Dragonborn DLC and you end up making the deal with the Skull to get uh, the knowledge that Mora wants, he kills the leader of the Skull. But he's doing it by plunging a tentacle into his brain and taking the knowledge. Yeah. So he's not killing him because he wants him dead. He's killing him because I need the knowledge. Yeah. You said you'd give it to me. This guy happens to have the knowledge. So he, Mora, I love. The, the character I'm playing through right now, because this is embarrassing. <laughs> I, I'm one of the role player types in my mind, at least. Yeah. So the character I'm building, I'm building as a follower of Mora. So <laughs> I'm getting as much of Hermaeus Mora stuff as I can. And like, using it that way. So, like, when I killed Mirak, I'm wearing Mirak's armor now, but I'm not wearing the Mirak 
I sometimes do, but I'm not wearing the Merak mask right now. But uh, the moves I'm picking are like, oh, I'm going to spray tentacles on the ground and stuff. I'm having a real problem because the Daedra that inhabit Mora's realm are called the Seekers. Yeah. There's a conjuration spell called Conjure Seeker. I don't have it. I have to go into Apocrypha and keep look for it, but it's really fucking hard to find. Damn. And I'm like, I need this so I can summon a Seeker to help me. Yeah. I am Hermaeus Mora's chosen one. I need to do it. And like, I'm collecting it every book that I can, and I'm buying up every house that I can in Skyrim so that I can put them in libraries so I can have every book. Yes. Like, it's fucking awesome. I'm having a blast at this place. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, the next prince we're going to talk about is Hiracene, uh, the Daedric Prince of the Hunt. He's also known as the Huntsman and the Father of Man Beasts. He was the creator of the various lycanthropic diseases in the Elder Scrolls. Did you know there was more than one? I did not. Werewolves, werebears, which you can actually encounter werebears in Dragonborn if you go to the northernmost part of... Where are the bears? Uh, Solstheim. Mm. But then there's also, like, were-crocodiles, were-apes. I, I think there were other ones, but, like, hey, there's a bunch. Why can't I be a were-ape? I don't know. I feel like that's just super saiyan and I want it. I want to be a were-crocodile. Or I could just be an Argonian, I guess, but still. Yeah. Um, no, I want to be a were I want to fucking go turn great ape up in this there's shit. There's some crazy shit in this in this universe. But just not But in Skyrim you can only become a werewolf and you can only fight werewolves and werebears. <sighs> the werebears are pretty cool looking too. Um his plane of oblivion is called the hunting ground and is a large forest where Hiracene can hunt with his pack of werewolves because when you die as a werewolf Rather than going to wherever you believed you were going, you go to the hunting grounds to become a part of Harrison's pack. It's cool. <laughs> uh, he's depicted as a physically fit man wearing the skull of a buck. Uh, his artifacts are the Curas, uh, Curious, Curas, Curas of the Curas <laughs> of the Savior's Hide, gift, gifted to a mortal who is able to escape his realm. The Spear of Bitter Mercy, which is used in Daedric hunting rituals, and Hiracene's Ring, which grants the wearer control over their lycanthropy. So, he is all about hunting shit. Yeah. Next, we have Malakath, who is the Prince of the Spurned and the Ostracized. Uh, he is also known as the Keeper of the Sworn Oath and the Bloody Curse. Uh, the Nords also call him Old Knocker. Which I think is a great name. <laughs> it's so... Like, old school English of like, oh, we're going to call, um, we're going to call the devil Springhill Jack. Like, <laughs> it's like that old school shit. Like, oh, we're going to call this mean motherfucker. Oh, we're going to call him old knocker. Yeah. Like, it's just like this weird way of like referring to demons that sounds so old English to me. That's just I had to put it in there. Uh, this prince is the father of Orc. Uh, he was created when uh, Boethia ate the Adra Trinmac. 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 Um, he isn't recognized as a prince by his peers, and is and even isn't worshipped uh, by some orcs, rejecting Malakath to worship Trinmac instead. Um, his plane is called Ash Pit, which is made of dust, smoke, and creatures made of vapor. Although the orcs do believe that 
he uh when they die they'll go to a great hall in the ash pit uh although i doubt that's gonna fucking happen because there's no ground but um <laughs> they can believe when they want mm-hmm. um his artifacts are volendrung uh a warhammer originally made by the dwemer and the scourge a mace designed for fucking up daedra oh yeah uh, Merun's Dagon is the Prince of Destruction, Change, Revolution, Energy, and Ambition. If you have played Oblivion, you are familiar with this guy. He's an asshole. <laughs> He's often associated with natural dangers such as volcanoes, floods, fucking shit up. Uh, he's often portrayed as a god of bloodshed and bloodshed and betrayal. Not the nicest of the Daedra. His realm is a realm of perpetual torture and is uh, just a destroyed, blasted land. He probably has the most hate towards Nern of all of the Daedra. Uh, he's tried to destroy Earth several times, most recently being the Oblivion Crisis, which is what Elder Scrolls Oblivion is named after. Uh, his artifacts are Dagon's Razor, a knife designed only to kill, and uh, the Daedric Crescents, which have all but been destroyed. If you try to butter your toast with the with the Dagon's razor, it's not gonna work. There is it's, a it's five, not killing. There is a five percent chance it'll insta kill your toast. <laughs> <laughs> your, to- your toast will just disintegrate. Your toast will be toast. Ba-dum-ts. That's what you came here for, right? Yes. The jokes. All of the jokes. We're great. We are the joking podcast. The co- comedy podcast. Ha <laughs> We're a bunch of comedians. Comedians. I don't even think I'm that funny. Comedians and cars. Mmm. 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 I say as I just make noises at the mic to respond because I'm too busy trying to drink water. So funny! <laughs> wow! So next we have Mephala, who is the Daedric Prince of Sex and Secret Murder. Don't tell your neighbors. <laughs> About your sex or your secret murder. No, just the murder. The sex you could tell. Oh, cool. Be right back. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, hey, she- you want to know how my fucking went last night? <laughs> Man, you wouldn't believe the sounds. You wouldn't believe the smell. And what about that secret murder I'm planning? Oh, shit. <laughs> shit, that was supposed to be a secret. You guys just forget. I told you that. <laughs> Uh, she's also called the Web Spinner, the Spider, and the Anticipation of Vivek. Uh, her realm of oblivion is called the Spiral Skin. Um, if you can't tell yet, she's a Spider Daedra because of all the webs. And literally, I said she was a spider. She was named the Spider. Um, her artifacts are the Ring of the Khajiit, a ring that grants invisibility. The Obsidian Husk and the Ebony Blade. Uh, I don't know what the fuck he's Obsidian Husk is. The Ebony Blade's just a black sword that does cool shit. Uh, I believe the black sword, the Ebony Blade, is is good at uh, killing people while you're unseen, but I don't remember. Um, Meridia is the Prince of Life and Energy. Um, you touch her beacon. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> Another has touched my beacon. I was like, oh, great, Meridia, thank you. Um, she bears a special hatred for the undead, often uses using mortals to dispose of them. She also 
fucking hates Molog Ball, like personally leading a rebellion against this asshole. We'll get to him later. Molog Ball's a twat. Um, she's also probably one of the only Daedra that are actively kind to humanity and want humanity to like flourish, which is why she wants the undead to die. Um, her artifact is the Dawnbreaker. A sword designed for killing the undead. Her realm is called the Colored Rooms is, and is made up of parts of other realms. So, yeah. Light the beacon. Yeah, light the beacon. Fucking light the beacon. Heh, <laughs> Cheryl Teagues. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Cheryl Teagues. Shout out if you get that. Um, so then we go to Molbog. Yeah, Molog Ball's a cunt. Molog Ball. <clears throat> um... He is the prince of domination and enslavement. He is also called the king of rape. What a nice guy to have over for dinner. Yep. Um, his realm is called Cold Harbor and is a twisted and a dark mirror of Tamriel. Um, he's the father of vampires, which, is, which he created by ravaging uh, a priestess of Arke. His Daedric artifact is the Mace of Malagbol. Uh, which does which drains life on each hit uh have you played dawn guard yet the dawn guard dlc no okay you encounter a couple vampires in the dawn guard dlc that are called the daughters of cold harbor uh who are pure blood vampires which means they've or actually it's uh yeah they're, they're pure blood vampires and there's only one way to become a pure blood vampire and that's through molog ball with a name like the King of Rape, what do you think he did to them? <laughs> That's how they became vampires. Yeah. They made a pact that ended up with uh, basically Molog Ball winning. <laughs> He's kind of an asshole. And uh, if you've played Elder Scrolls Online, is like the first you wake up at the beginning of ESO in Cold Harbor. So like you actively are trying to fight Molog Ball. Uh, Namiria is the Prince of Darkness and Shadow. She is also associated with all things that are repulsive, including insects, slugs, and disease. She uh, also is associated with beggars, which I always thought was interesting that she's associated with everything disgusting and homeless people. <laughs> hand in hand. Uh, her plane is known as the Scuttling Void. Uh, she's often prayed to by cannibals. So uh, if... Because cannibal is probably the biggest atrocity you can do to another person. The biggest repulse. Her artifact is called the Ring of Nemeria, which people, which gives people vitality for consuming human flesh. Yeah, just... and not in a vampire way, in a numb way. <laughs> what but, was that? Like in a chomp way. Yeah. Bite down real good. Yeah, I uh, totally forgot Nemeria was in this game, and I ran into a bunch of cannibals. It was pretty great. <laughs> My most recent playthrough. Yeah, I haven't, I, was doing, it. I haven't seen any of those. I was doing stuff in uh, Markath, and I, I ran into him, and I was like, oh, dope. I got you in this game. Sweet. Dope. You can all die. I murdered the <laughs> fuck out of those cannibals. Let me tell you. Um, so next we have Nocturnal, which is the Prince of Night. Color me surprised. Uh, and is also known as the Night Mistress. She is also uh, a Prince of Darkness. Um, but it's a little less literal darkness and more like mystery and unknowing. Um, while treating her worshippers indifferently, she does have uh, a group of sworn servants, the Nightingales. Um, 
Her plane of oblivion is called Evergloom, and her and it has a permanent conduit between uh, oblivion and Mundus called the Twilight uh, Sep- Sepulcher. 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 I think it's Sepulcher. Sepulcher. Sep. I actually think it is Sepulcher. Whatever that word. Yeah, Twilight Sepulcher. That's what we're gonna go with. Um, she has two artifacts: the gray cowl, which makes anyone who wears it to be uh, forgotten, and the skeleton key, which can open any lock. She's the patron Daedra of thieves, and uh, let me tell you, Gray Fox in Oblivion is incredible. Gray Fox is the holder of the gray cowl, and, I, and I've always liked the concept of that. You put it on, and you're forgotten to history. No one knows who's under the mask. As soon as you take it off, you're remembered. But you'll never be caught because you don't exist for anything. Yeah, that's that's freaking dope. It's really like a cool concept. And then the skeleton key, which I keep meaning to get in Skyrim. So what happens is you do the the Thieves Guild. This is a spoiler for the Thieves Guild quest. You do the Thieves Guild quest, and then you can end up getting the skeleton key, but you're supposed to give it back to Nocturnal. Um but you just don't do that quest and you have an unbreakable lockpick. So I keep meaning to do half of that quest. Yeah, yeah I should <laughs> probably do that. I like did the beginning of the Thieves Guild. I should finish it. Yeah, the Thieves Guild's act. I actually really like the Thieves Guild quests. Uh, they, I don't know, it's between the Thieves Guild and the Dark Brotherhood for what I think are the best kind of side factions you can join. Uh, right now I'm really tied up with the College of Winterhold, which I've never really done before. Um, but the college itself, like the quest for the college, is pretty fucking boring. But I really like the side quests in the College of Winterhold. So I don't know. I just think it's neat. Um. Oh, good. I get Payite. Payite is the Daedric Prince of Pestilence. He is in charge of the lowest levels of Oblivion. Often appearing as a green dragon, little is known about this prince. His artifact is a shield called the Spellbreaker, which can protect its bearer against magic. He doesn't interact with mortals much. The princes don't give a fuck about him. He just doesn't matter. He's just kind of in charge of the lowest levels, and it just looks like a serpent. He's the one they all bully. No, no, no. That was, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Malakath. Yeah. They bully Malakath. They forgot about Payite. <laughs> he's the one that gets left behind when yeah. they, go on, when they yeah. go on trips. Yeah, dude. He's the Home Alone kid of the group. He's a yep. Macaulay Coke at a... Yep. I'm going to just call him Macaulay Coke and the Daedric Prince. So next we have Sanguine, the prince of hedonistic revelry, uh, debauchery, and dark passionate indulgences. Oh, baby. He is the god of parties. That dark chocolate. Uh, he rules over the myriad realms of revelry, uh, several small parts of oblivion for parties. Um... His artifacts are the Sanguine Rose, a staff he gives to his favorite mortals after parties. If they throw, if they throw a good party, you get a, st- you get a staff. And the threads of the web spinner, which were given uh, to Mephila. Have you encountered him yet? I can't say I have, but I kind of want to now. Go to bars in Skyrim, inns and bars and stuff, and look for a guy named Sam Guinevere. He'll guide you through what is arguably the best quest in Skyrim uh, other than uh, the the last one we'll talk about. I'm a big fan of The Last Daedra too, Or half of The Last Daedra. We'll get to it. 
Um, Vemina is the Daedric Prince of Dreams, Nightmares, and Evil Omens. Her realm is called the Quagmire and is a constantly shifting realm of literal nightmares. Giggity. There's a, yeah. There's a, um, uh, one of the books they talk about, one of the Elder Scrolls books has a, uh, point where there's a, a mage who's trying to reach a certain Daedra and is basically going through all the realms, which is why we know what we know about the realms. In it, he described being torn apart, uh, and then waking up and being in a, coffin and then waking up and seeing basically it's like perpetual nightmares you keep waking up from that's that's her realm because she's the realm of nightmares um her artifact is the skull of corruption which is a staff that is designed to collect dreams wow. she's great yeah i wish there was more about her but she's pretty cool i like dream gods so finally we have shigaroth and uh jigalah shigorath in Jigalog. Yeah, I said the last one, right? Jigalog. Um, Shigorath is the prince of madness. Uh, he is often depicted as a man in a suit of several colors. Very fashionable. Uh, his realm is the Shivering Isles. Um, and it's often traversed by mortals and made of several islands, uh, each representing a portion of madness. For example, like one of them is called Dementia. It's all different versions of madness. So, His uh, alliances and motivations are constantly changing, uh, which infuriates mortals and Daedra alike. Uh, however, he was originally uh, Jigala, the Prince of Order. Um, he was cursed by all their princes, becoming the Prince of Madness. Yeah, they thought he was the strongest of them all, so they cursed him. Uh, Jigalog uh, is often portrayed as a knight in crystal armor uh, during this time, uh, during a time called a called the Grey March. Uh, Shigaroth would turn back into Jigalog uh, to bring the Order of the Shivering Isles, only to turn back into Shigaroth after. Uh, and in the Third Era, Jigalog was defeated and then separated from Shigaroth. Um, and then Shigaroth stayed in the Shivering Isles, and uh, Jigalag returned to Oblivion. And by stayed in the Shivering Isles, I mean decided to go live in the mind of the Mad King Pelagius for a bit. He needed a vacation after all that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He literally says this. Shiagorath is a lot of people's favorite, although a lot of people also hate Shiagorath because they find him annoying. I think he has a lot more layers than you think or than people think like he has a, a point in um his quest in skyrim where he's talking about like oh there was a gray fox and this and that but like gray fox was capitalized so i'm like oh you're not talking about gray fox like there was a random fox there you're talking about gray fox the character that was intimately involved in your fucking shit like you're talking about the, what happened in oblivion so it's really cool. Um, also, one thing I left out because I forgot is at the end of Oblivion, you, uh, at the because the DLC for Oblivion is called Shivering Isles. Obviously, it takes place on this, and so you are um, named the Prince of Madness afterwards. So it's heavily implied that you just become Shiagorath. You take on that Daedra's personality, and just are now a Daedra. Because Jigalog stays in the body of Jigalog, 
and you now are the conduit or Shiogorath. So the Shiogorath you meet in Skyrim could very well be the main character from Oblivion. Oblivion. Just now fully Shiogorath. It's kind of dope. Yeah, so it would be the first time because they, they take place eras apart, which are hundreds and hundreds of years. It'd be the first time that two characters from the game interacted. But yeah, Shiogorath is interesting. Uh, a lot of people like Shiogorath. Uh, his voice acting in Skyrim is spot on. But uh, I'll always have a soft spot for Mora. <laughs> yes. My very own Cthulhu Daedra. Cthulhuism. But um, yeah, so, so those are the 17 Daedric Princes. Uh, there is obviously so much more to Skyrim that we could talk about. Oh, fuck yeah. There's more gods, let alone more events and shit. But I just thought the Daedra were interesting and, and a good thing to just kind of dip our foot in the water of Elder Scrolls. Yeah, we'll um, definitely do some more at a later time. There's a lot more we could do with Elder Scrolls. There's entire forums and books and probably even fucking podcasts that are devoted exclusively to the lore of Elder Scrolls because there's so much to it. Um, but, uh, and, and we both like Elder Scrolls, but we're not huge, huge fanboys of it. Uh, not like we are of some of the other games, which are three. <laughs> and um, so if you want to hear more, absolutely reach out to us. Uh, I'd love to talk more about the Elder Scrolls because high fantasy is a thing that I really like. Uh, if not, then uh, stay silent. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> don't say anything. It, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear your negativity. Yeah. Um, Get that shit out of my house. It hurts my feelings. But, like, we like to end every episode, every week. Nick, what have you been playing? Uh, it's a little game that we've never talked about before called Skyrim. Yeah, how you doing in that playthrough? <laughs> uh, fine. I, um, like, I went too far in the main quest too early, but whatever. Why? I don't know, because, like, there's, I'm at the point where, like, you have to, like, I, right after you negotiate with the, with the war. The worst fucking part of the game. Yeah. But then, like, now the blades won't talk to me unless I kill the dragon, but I kind of don't want to kill the dragon. Well, you don't, the blades don't fucking matter. The blades are a bunch of assholes. <clears throat> I wanted their armor. You can still get it. Oh, I thought I, I, thought I read somewhere that I couldn't get it anymore. Oh, I don't know. I basically I mean, maybe you're maybe you're right. I don't know. I I get it. As soon as I walk into the the place they were in, you can. There's a chest that has blade armor in it, or you can just go steal from the fucking blades. Fuck them. Yeah. They want you to kill Parthenax. Well, because the only people. Yeah, I'm not killing the fucking Parthenax. Is the best. You know who voices him? Who? Um, what's his name? His voice sounds familiar. He's the guy who voices Mario. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did, I did know that. Yeah, I read that somewhere. He voices the guy who voices Super Mario voices Parthenax. Yeah, which I've always loved because no, Parthenax is the best. Yeah, like she told me to kill the dragon. I was like, I don't want to kill the dragon. I don't want to kill him. He's nice. Yeah, Parthenax is a good guy. He, he actually, yeah, never mind. Actually, you'll find that out in a sec. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, and then I just. Doing random side quests. I'm doing. I don't know what I'm. The one I'm doing right now. I'm doing something where I. Ha I don't even remember what it was for. I just had it like halfway done, and I kept it. And now I went back to keep doing it. What are you doing? Like, it? I had to like go to different, like caves and pick up, like amulets. 
Oh, yeah, that one's fun. Uh, it's not for anyone, I believe. I think you just find a note or on oh. one of the amulets. And it's like, oh, there's this whole thing. Yeah, I've so, you got a pretty good amulet from it. Uh, I'm at the point where you you put all you get all three, you put them down, you have to fight the three guys yeah. again. But fuck the what? Fuck the archer who keeps yelling, who oh, keeps yeah. shouting, because he it doesn't do any damage, but it knocks you over, and then you have to watch the animation of you standing back. Do up. you have any scrolls? Yes. I'd say, do you have any summoning scrolls, like conjuration scrolls? Possibly. I have a lot, and I really haven't used them. I would any. say use them. Use everything at your disposal. Skyrim is one of those games you're kind of need to use everything at your disposal. If you can't summon a, for example, frost Atronach. I can summon a flame one. Okay, but if you can't summon, like, a frost one, like, these billions of scrolls for frost Atronachs, like, use one of those. It's a free spell. Yeah. No mana's used. You don't need to worry about mana. And it's one. it's one-time use. Use it. There's nothing against using it. I use it all. I use them all the time, and I'm a fucking mage. I'm just like, do I want to use the mana to summon this thing right now while I'm in the middle of battle? No. And then I'll just use the, the scroll, and it works. It's the same thing with stabs for mages, at least. Like, the, that's the cool part of Sanguine's Rose, because you can get it in Skyrim. It summons Dramora Lords. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let me summon a Dramora Lord for the cost of, like, a third of a soul gem. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So that's what I'm doing in that game. If you get bored, do Dongard. Dongard's really cool. Yeah, I am going to do that soon because I just I'm trying to knock out a couple of missions that I have stacking up. But um and then other than that, just playing some Overwatch because they put out Blizzard World. Uh, I haven't even touched it. So I just played that for a little bit, seeing what what was going on there. I haven't done anything. I'm so fucking boring. Been so busy. <laughs> I um yeah, I as for me, I um been playing Skyrim, which is like one of the only games I actually like can fucking play right now. Um just for a little bit in bed before I go to bed. Um I downloaded it, but I've yet to play it. Uh they added a new character to Dead by Daylight. Uh they announced it and released it within a week, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's Saw based, like on the movie series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The killer is Amanda from Saw, not Jigsaw, but Jigsaw's apprentice. She can sneak, and she'll come up behind people and put a trap on your head, like the yeah, the yeah. claw traps from Saw. And like, if you don't deactivate it in time, or if you try to escape, it clips shut on your head, and it's an insta kill. Cut, damn! <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! Uh, they also released a new survivor who is one of the survivors from the Saw franchise, and they released a new map, which is the meat processing plant that everything takes place in in Saw. So, like, the bathroom from the first movie is yeah. in that. That's dope. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And Amanda, like, if you don't know anything about Saw, Amanda wears a pig's head. So you're running around wearing a pig's head. She's called the pig. And I'm just like, it's really cool, actually. It's pretty dope. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to play it yet, but I really want to. Uh, the The day I was going to play it, it wasn't out yet on uh, PlayStation. Uh, it was supposed to be a simultaneous release on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, but the Sony update hadn't happened because Sony's a pain in the ass when it comes to dealing with all that shit. Uh, but, yeah, so I've been meaning to play Dead by Daylight. I haven't. Um, and then the other thing I've been playing, like I do every week, is Future Fight. 
they released that original character I was talking about, Luna Snow, and she pushes shit in. I mean, I figured she would. She's really good, and I think really cool. Her visual effects are pretty stunning. Uh, I need to get her up because for the quest and stuff, but I'm not worried about that. Most importantly of all, in my opinion, as good as she is, I finally unlocked Thanos. There you go. Which took forever to unlock, and now it's going to take even longer to level him up. Because he's so difficult to level up because he's fucking Thanos. Yeah. But once I do, I'll have one of the best characters in the game. Maxed yeah. out. I'm working on leveling him up. I'm just plowing away a little bit every day, chipping a little bit, chipping a little off that block. Yep. Eventually I'll have a six-star mastery Thanos. But um yeah, he's like I'm so excited to have Thanos. <laughs> I really am. We got a bunch of crystals for the event with uh Luna Snow, and with saving up the crystals that I'd gotten before, I bought a uniform, because they're having a uniform sale, and um, I was like looking through all the uniforms, like, oh, what am I gonna get? And I went, I know what I'm gonna get. I got Thanos' uniform. Which was? It's cool. It's um, his uh, Infinity Wars uniform. Oh, okay. And in it, he basically rather than like Thanos as you see, uh, his eyes are glowing and the Infinity Gems are glowing. He's wearing a torn kind of, like, shawl over him and his arms wrapped up. And, like, uniforms in this game change abilities. Uh, and his uh, makes his abilities really cool. So, like, it's, like, normally he, he's got a beam attack. Normally his beam attack would use one hand. But with this uniform, it makes it stronger. He'll fly up, which gives him iframes, and then use both hands. I'm just like, holy shit, Thanos. <laughs> Calm down. It's really cool looking, though. So I was like, yeah. Because the Thanos uniform is normally 2,500 crystals, which translates to around 20 bucks. Jesus Christ. Um, And uh, right now it's on sale for 1,500, and I had enough crystals for it with uh, the bonus crystals I got and the ones I was saving. And I went, yeah, I'm going to buy this one because the other ones are going to be easier to get. <laughs> yeah. So... I now have Infinity Thanos, uh, and now I just need to get the character leveled up to actually be able to fucking play him. Yeah. But him, I'll do it. Make him useful. I will, and I can't wait, and I'm going to be able to use him in online stuff, and I'm going to make him my main, because right now my main is Wolverine, which is fine, because he can heal himself, and don't get me wrong, I'll still keep my Wolverine near and dear to my heart, but he won't have the punching power of Thanos. Yeah. Um, I also found out that my Punisher is ranked. Uh, ranked means top certain percentage in the world. I'm in the top 10% in the world with my Punisher. Oh. Um, it's the only character I have ranked. It's not super high. I think I'm like number 2,000 and something in the world. But like Punisher is a character that anyone can unlock really easily. So being ranked... I'm like, oh, actually, it's really... It gave me stuff. That's why I knew it. Oh, okay. Because I was ranked, it gave me stuff in-game, and I went, who the fuck am I ranked with? And I went through, like, the first couple characters I had, and it said my Punisher was ranked, and I went, oh! So it was like the, I think it's top 5,000 in the world, and I'm, like, about halfway through that. I have a coworker who's uh, number 1,600. So I'm like, he's above me, but I was like, oh, that's actually pretty neat. I didn't know I had a character that was ranked. Probably because not many people use him. Everyone has him, though. That's the thing. Yeah. But Not a lot of just people... because you have him doesn't mean you use him. Yeah, I also have his fucking uniform that puts him in war machine armor. Yeah. And I tier 2'd him, which is like the best you can get. And I went, 
Okay. Because I just could. It was really easy for me to tear two Punisher. So I was just like, okay, cool. I want to just roll around, roam around as Punisher for a while. So, yeah, I just thought it was neat that I was in a top percentage for something. <laughs> for once in my life. But, um, yeah, that's all I've been playing. And the only reason I've been fucking playing that is because I can play it anywhere. It's on my phone. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'm boring right now. <laughs> I got a promotion, and it means I work now. It means I gotta do things. Yeah, and it's exhausting. It just means I go to bed after I get home from work. Well, the reason I'm this chipper is because I had an energy drink. But, uh, yeah, other than that, that's that's me. So, uh, check us out on social media. We are on, on both Instagram and Twitter, at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that is at Navi underscore Tales. Um, tell us how pretty we are. Yeah, that's funny because we've never posted a picture of ourselves. Yeah, we should do that at some point. I bet you. I bet you. Some people listening have no idea what they look like. They must think I'm some handsome, strapping young lad who isn't a fat piece of shit. Uh, let the let the let the. I like. We should. We probably shouldn't. Just so like they can imagine. We should describe just what. T- just take our voices. What. We should describe what we're wearing. And that is a good description of who we are as people. Nick is currently wearing a uh, flannel shirt over a Rapture Bioshock t-shirt in uh, uh, jeans, because all we own is fucking jeans. I'd say it's a uh, size medium to large. Medium, yeah. Uh, I'm currently wearing... Uh, a hockey jersey, uh, Boston Bruins hockey jersey, over a Deadpool t-shirt that Nick can't see because it was the only clean shirt I had, uh, and blue jeans because we, or actually gray jeans because all we own is jeans and sweatpants. Um, uh, and I'd say it's about a double XL, but it's a little bit long on me. Actually, it fits pretty good. Yes, the, the, the jersey, not the pants. Not the pants, no. My pants never fit good. Because I'm fat. So, uh, yeah, that's a good description of who we are as people. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a solid six feet tall. And Nick is just like 5'10". Yeah, 5'10", five, 5'9", five, ish Somewhere around there. Uh, I'm not going to say my weight. Same. <laughs> uh, Nick has a olive complexion. A what? Olive. Olive complexion? Yeah. And you're darker skinned than I am. That's true. But, like, you're not black. Let's say you're, you're a nice olive. You're, you're a handsome fella. Uh, Josh is a nice white boy. I am almost so white I'm pink. So, yeah. I wear glasses. I was going to say, Josh wears glasses. I do not. Uh, I could wear contacts, but I choose not to because touching my eyeball freaks me out. Nick has a ring on his pinky finger on his right hand. Yes. Uh, that he always wears. Yes. Uh, I don't, because I'm not an engineer. Yes. Uh, that is a good description of us. If you want to know more, uh, stalk us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Love you. This screen just got really bright, and it kind of blinded me for a minute. Dude, you got fucked up, but oh <clears throat> shit. What did you do? Nothing. What did you do? This just fell over. What did you do? It's covered. You making a mess? He's freaking out because it was behind his laptop <clears throat> and he couldn't see.
And I like to freak Nick out. <clears throat> like to piss me off is what you like to do. I like to love you. <sighs> you have a weird way of loving. He's also known as the Huntsman and oh fuck. That's not what he's also known as. <laughs> uh, his Daedric artifact is the Mace of Malbog. Mal I keep fucking saying this backwards. It's Molog Ball. Molog Ball. And, um... Oh, with each it. And with each it. So, um... That's not even a sentence. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. I, I should have finished that sentence. Right. Um, and the Threbs... Th well... Um, so next we have Sanguine, which is the prince of Hedonistic. 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 <gasps> next we have Sanguine. The <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I didn't do anything. I don't. I don't feel like I wasn't that bad with that. We were all so bad with that. <clears throat> I'm not proud of that time in my life. <laughs> Although I will say I do miss the Harambe memes. They were some of the best. Yeah, those are some high quality memes. I mean, we even have, both have great looks. Right. Good careers. We both work with children. <laughs> That's funny, because I work at an auto parts store. <laughs>